If you have a Bible this morning, would you turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. I want to thank the team for putting up our sermon on Spotify. Um, if you happen to miss our church service, and you want to catch uh, what is happening, what we are learning at church, feel free to search City Light Penang on Spotify and you should be able to catch all the sermon. I mean, if there is any um, issues finding, please contact us, uh, the church office, and we'll assist you from there. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I had a great time with a group of young people. Uh, we, we, we have this new clan, all right, uh, that we spend with all, all the young people in church every Saturday. And I think a lot of them are in their 13, 14, 15. So one of the discussion yesterday was about, oh, we were asking, like, oh, this, this person, it was this person that brought me to Christ. So we asked, like, oh, what happened to her right now? And the answer was, yeah, because she's no longer in church because she felt that it is too burdensome to come to church, too tiring. Uh, as if like she lost her freedom. How many of you heard that before? Like coming to Jesus is something tiring, burdensome, like man, so burdened. I don't have, I lost my freedom. But Jesus said the exact opposite over here. Jesus says, come to me if you are tired, if you are burdened, if you need rest, come to Jesus. Because Jesus says that if you really learn from Him and you really take His yoke, it is easy. Woo! It is good for your souls because you will find rest in your souls. And Jesus says that His yoke is easy and His burden is light. I think we have a misunderstanding over here that we think if you follow Jesus, you've got to do more and you become more tired and you feel very burdened. But really, Jesus is saying, no, this is not entirely true. This is, in fact, not true because when we follow Him, we are supposed to let Him carry our burden. Some people say, some people think that following Jesus is less fun. No, I think it is pretty fun. Like, because you are following Jesus on an adventure and a lot of times you do not know what will happen tomorrow. If you follow yourself, you basically know what will happen. You follow Jesus, it is unpredictable. It is only when we are trying to follow Jesus but yet still carry our own burden. And that's when we become tired it is when we try to follow Jesus, but still try to live 
our life by our own strength. That's when you have to carry your own load and you try to carry Jesus' load and you have double load and you don't let Jesus carry your load. That's when it becomes burdensome. In fact, to experience true freedom in Christ, it is to learn to unload our burden to God. I love Sundays, alright? Because it is strange that on Sunday, my personal confession, um, I always like see people on Saturday, wow, they are like kind of relaxed, you know, like waiting for Sunday. I'm very nervous, like God, I need to preach tomorrow. I always feel not prepared. I always feel like, man, what will happen tomorrow? But it is also a time I learned how to unload that to God. I always appreciate our worship team for serving week in and week out to bring us into His presence, to unload our burden to Him. Why don't we just give the team a big, big hand for doing that for us? The world that we live in today, if you just follow the statistics and you follow the news, you realize that depression is on the rise. I mean, you hear, if you speak to your parents or your older elderly people, they will, you, they will tell you that those days, depression is very rare. But today, depression is everywhere. Not just among the poor, it's among the rich as well. Not just among the old, but even young people have depression. They say that, that day my, my wife was telling me that even among the young people, the educated people, in every four person, I think, there is one that suffers in depression. These people are the people like you and me. And many of them have suicidal thoughts. That tells us one thing. Science and technology, the advancement of science and technology cannot and will not help us and solve our main issue. Because the joy that comes from science and technology are not real joy, they are fake joy. It does spark a joy when you get a new phone, but it doesn't last that long, right? It does spark joy when you can play your favorite Fortnite or PUBG. PUBG can play on, a, on mobile phone, can it? Okay, sorry, I, I need to be updated more. Okay, it, it does spark joy for a while, but after that, if you forget to do your assignment, that joy will disappear. So, friends, as we see that the world is becoming more advanced, there is AI, there, there's a lot... In the future, there will be more robots or computers that will help you do the job that you're supposed to do right now. But I believe that's when depression will come even more. And I believe that that's when Jesus is the real joy that people need to have. Come on, let's give Jesus a big hand, shall we? What is supposed to help us has become the very thing that distracts us. And I believe that God wants us to have true freedom. As a church Christian worker that works in church, I often talk to young people. And one of the very common questions that I always ask is, what do you want to do in life? All right? You're studying right now? What do you plan to do? So, oh, I mean, I can write a book on it, all right? Because the answers are really, really interesting. But one common trend one common answer that I get is this. Okay, hear me out. What do you want in a job? 
what kind of job do you want? The common answer is, I want the income to be above average. And if possible, flexible timing. Heard that before? Uh, I want a company to have good employees' welfare. Uh, but if possible, the workload not busy all the time. If it can be low average, it's the best. Heard that before? All right, awesome. So we are when on the same page. We all agree with one another. In fact, sometimes unknowingly, I also desire that, right? So far, it doesn't happen. Now, what we fail to define is this. If everyone in the world wants to have above average income, below average workload, what will happen? Now, if you really have more time, if you really have more money, now we got to define how you are going to spend that money and that time. Am I right? Suddenly you have a lot of time because you're very flexible. Suddenly you have very little work and you have more money, more than average. What are you going to do with these resources? The answer can be found in the book of Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Okay, let's go into this Bible verse and let's see Bible says it, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, as you look at this verse, it may not directly answer the question yet, but we are going to go to that. I want to show you a chart on the left and right because from the statement that we heard just now, I want to receive more and I hope to give less, right? More than average income, below average workload, okay? Receive and give. Now, that is because the world teaches us that what you receive is your income, am I right? What you give is your Expense. That's why we want to have more income. We want to receive more and give less so that we have balance. Now, or another way of seeing it is to see what we receive as a profit and what we give away is loss. Who wants to lose money here? Nobody, right? It's, it's, poss- it's, it's just very natural. We want to have more profit and less loss. But then, Jesus says, how can we be more blessed to give than to receive. It's, it's very hard. How can I give more and become more blessed? I cannot understand. And I believe Christians or disciples of Jesus Christ, we got to have a paradigm shift so that we really understand what Jesus was trying to say. Now, it's good and it's okay to ask questions when you don't understand, when you read the Bible. In fact, a lot of times I don't understand and I have to ask. Now, Let's have a paradigm shift. Why not we see receiving as input, right? But we see giving as output. Now, if you're an engineer, proficiency or efficiency of a machine is output over input. Okay, sorry. You all look very... <laughs> Basically, you want to be efficient, 
you need to have more output than input. Oh, now I'm beginning, I'm beginning to get it already. Jesus, you want me to be more efficient. For me to be more efficient is to have more output than more input. Wow, not bad. How does it work? Receiving is like looking at our need. But giving is what we produce. One is what we need. But another one is what I can produce. Wow, not bad. Getting better now. Receiving is what I keep. But giving is what I can invest. Isn't it amazing? Like, a, a lot of business people can tell you that investment is better than keeping it. If you are smart, you don't keep your one million cash in your room or in any apartment or any condo. Like, you should keep in the bank, right? Unless your money cannot be seen by the bankers, or, right? It's, it's better to keep in a bank or to invest somewhere. Then it will bring growth. Now, suddenly I begin to realize, man, giving has some bit. Now, and the problem is, Jesus wants us to switch receiving. We focus on our self. Man, some people, their world is as big as themselves. But giving your limit is as big as the world. I mean, as a pastor, sometimes looking at church finances, it can really stress you out, right? But when I was worshipping, man, we want to be a giving church. We don't care how much we get first. Let's learn how to give. Let's give to the victims. Let's give to the people who are suffering first. And it's, it's beautiful. Turn our eyes from ourselves to the world out there. Because the Word of God says, those who order others shall be watered as well. If you receive only, you are a survivor. Sounds great. But if you give, you are a world changer. Come on, let's give Jesus a big hand. I want to show you something that you... It is very familiar to you, a picture of our favourite Penang... Hokkien-y. Wow. I don't know if you have this feeling or not. Sometimes you look forward to order your favourite Hokkien Mee, right? And this is your imagination, right? This is your imagination. But when it comes to you, it is nothing like that, am I right? I think if you have three prawns, it's pretty good already. And very, very likely the prawn, the prawn is like sliced to half. Same area, but no depth, right? Now, I want to share with you the economy of Hokkien Mee. If everyone in Penang begins to, they, they want to receive more than they give, what happens is when you order in Hokkien Mee, the prawn is going to be thinner and thinner, smaller and smaller, lighter and lighter. The bowl that is bigger becomes smaller and smaller, am I right? Then you always feel, man, I order one bowl, it's like I already tamba noodle, but still not full, right? And if everything, everybody begins to do that, what will happen? They are not full, and they will need to spend more. If 
everybody begins to think about themselves. That's when we have a widespread culture of I want to receive more than I give. Everybody begins to keep and not invest. Everybody begins to focus on themselves and not others. That's why I'm always amazed. I know it's very hard for you to focus. Maybe we keep the picture away for a while. All right? Hungry already, right? Now, it's, it's better for us to... I keep looking at the picture like, man, what should I eat for lunch later? Now, if everybody begins to do that, the economy will not be good. You think about it. Because to have that, you probably need to spend 15 ringgit, right? More prawn at 5 ringgit, right? More noodle at 3 ringgit. Things will become more expensive. Everybody will bring their price higher and the rental will be higher because everybody is not happy with what they receive. And we just begin to start taking more than giving. This is just hawking me. Think about other things. If everybody goes to work, I just want to leave work early. I just want to have higher income. Then the company has to hire more people <laughs> because people are not producing. If everybody just wants to be on that winning side and not giving, this country and this nation will be in trouble. If everybody comes to church, just want to receive and not give, this church will be in trouble. If everybody goes back to family, they just want to enjoy the comfort of the family but never want to do housework. They want to receive and not give, then this will never ever be a blessed family or church or country. It is when we begin to think for the people. Can I add one more prana? Maybe the people will be happier. Can I add a bit more noodles? They are more f- it is more filling for them. They don't have to order something else. I always like those auntie that serve, right? When we try to order, then we ask the auntie, enough, enough. Can we order more? Should we order more? Don't worry, don't worry. Our, it's enough, it's enough. If not enough, later we order some more, right? You heard that before? You always say, wow, these people are so honest. Because it's not about serving their interests. It's about serving others. That's why this restaurant, this auntie, uncle that cook, they can last for 30, 40 years on the same business because they always think about others. And that's why their business can last for decades. Church, there's something for us to learn today. Young people, can we erase that mindset? I want to go to work, I want to produce less, but I want to receive more. I hope my boss doesn't find out that I actually don't do my work one. (laughs) Right? I always hope my colleague will cover my work. If that is our mindset, then... There is no way for us to be more blessed because your input, like you are, you are in need, you need so much, you have a high demand, but low production. And that is bad. Let's go to Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 to 28. Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. 
just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. Jesus says He came, though He deserved the whole world, but He did not come to be served, but to serve. We want to be like Him, am I right? We want to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ. Let's learn from Him. When you go to your workplace, I want to serve and not to be served. People who are in dentistry, doctor, you are going to become, you're going to earn a lot of money, right? I don't know what your lecturers think, uh, teach because they are very technical, they are very professional. I'm just your brother. But can I share with you and teach you from the Word of God, when you go out there, you have all the opportunity to earn, right? But carry a servant's attitude. I'm here to serve, not to be served. Because it doesn't matter how much you earn. If you are not there to serve, then you have a great input and no output. I don't care how much you can earn, but if you're not giving out, we are as good as nothing. It's about how much we can give, not how much we can get. That's why Jesus came to change our mindset. Because if we don't change our mindset, we will always struggle as a follower of Jesus Christ. We always compare our income with others. God, why you bless that brother so much? I work really, like, why no blessing? Because we always compare what we earn. But I think in the house of God, we should compare how much we give. Oh man, brother, that brother, man, he sponsors a poor family. Man, I want to, I want to buck up, you know, he's so inspiring. I want to start somewhere. And it's going to be amazing when we pray heaven come down, we actually live it out. We worship, right, just now? God, heaven come down. I was asking God, God, does it mean heaven come down? It is when we understand it is more blessed to give than to receive. Jesus says that when we are the light of the world, city light, and when we have good works, when we produce good works, people will give glory to God. So we sing to God, God, we want to bring you glory. We should change the lyrics. God, we want to produce more good works. God, we want to bless more people. I want to share with you the little, little seed project that we start last year. I don't know if they have the slides of pictures. Do we? No? Yes? No? Okay. A few projects that we did. Number one, we went to Orang Asli to fix lights for them, the solar lights. We have. All right. Praise God. Wow, Zach, so good looking. Too bad not single anymore. Girls, you didn't pray hard enough or maybe you didn't join Orang Asli Project. That's why you miss it. All right. So, that's, that's, that's the thing that we did. What else? We also did family adoption. So, almost every CG is assigned to a poor family that the church will pay their utility bills and the members will pay for their groceries, looking at their needs, okay? Now, this is what we are trying to do. Man, you see, everybody that serves, they are so attractive. Don't you agree? Yeah, there are still some single people there, like Elson, Amabel, you know. <laughs> if they can serve the poor, I'm sure they can do housework at home, you know. 
You can marry someone who can who do housework. <laughs> we also started our, our, this one. We don't have project. You, uh, we don't have pictures. You have to go and watch it for yourself. Our seed initiative that we are doing together as a church uh, in Green Hall. Um, we are helping the students who never studied for the past 17 years or 13 years. We are trying to teach them how to open a book, not upside down, not to hide a phone inside the book. We are helping them to really, really, really read ABC and hopefully they will do well in, in life. Amen. We are saved by grace. A lot of us, we just stop there. We do not know that we are saved by grace, but we are saved for good works. Maybe some of us, it's time for us to unsubscribe. I hope you don't hate me, okay? I also want to learn from Arthur. Can I just use one time to speak my heart, all right? Maybe it's time for us to unsubscribe some of our game, like subscription or whatever, uninstall some games, and maybe subscribe to Malaysia Kini or some other news portal that will show us what is happening in Malaysia and beyond. It's for us to know what is happening so that it will change our prayer. Our prayer will not just be like me, you know, God help Chelsea win, you know, we are so tough. And last week, uh, two weeks ago, when Chelsea drew, what team was that? Um, Wolves. My brother, right, Man United fan, laughed at me like, what you're doing, man? Only Wolves. Okay, I'm not pouring salt, but... Today, I, I will text my brother later. <laughs> okay, la, no, I won't, I won't. <laughs> but we will not just pray for football teams or games, alright? We will pray for people who are really in need. We will really pray for the poor families, family adoption. We will really pray like, God, where should I go next? Not next year, it's 2019, right? Where should I go this year for mission? And you do, if you do not know where you should go, maybe you should come to mission seminar. Yeah. Oh, come on, on Saturday. Yeah, I, I spoke to so many people. Yeah, so many students, pastor, assignment a lot, you know. Like, struggle already. How can I still go for a mission seminar? Now, my take is this. Uh, have we already have that paradigm shift? Do I look at myself or do I look at the world? The theme for mission seminar this year is the vision of the world. Maybe it's time for us to break the wall of ourselves and look at the horizon and say, God, you love the world. What it means to be a disciple, it is to go into all the world, go into every nation to make disciples. It's time for us to break that so that we will live a life bigger than ourselves. Sometimes our worldview is so small because we feel we are stuck, not because of what we receive, but because of what we give. Perhaps when you started, if you start to give, you realize that there are a lot of things probably we don't need. But if you keep looking at yourself, you'll realize, man, I need a new phone, I need a new laptop, I need a new car, I need a new shirt, I need... There's so many things that we need. But if we just look at the world outside, the family, the poor families that we, we adopt and visit, some of them, their household income, 650. 
if you go to their house, they don't even have a sofa. They, can't even, they cannot even pay their bills. And we say, God, I need more. But I think it will change our prayer. The people need more. Church, I want to encourage you. Don't just serve in church. Be the church that serves the world. Maybe some of you, as you come to the mission seminar, as you pray, God will begin to show you a cause that is worth fighting with your whole life. Maybe it is to fight for the poor people. Maybe it's to fight for refugees. Maybe it is to fight for a certain minority group in Malaysia. Maybe it is just fight for young people that we demand and we ask for leaders that will lead the country to the right place. Whatever it is, I pray that God will begin to speak to all of us so that being a disciple is not what we do in church, but what we do outside. Let's pray for the world. Pray for social justice. Some of you, it's time for us to get out of our comfort zone to work with people who still do not know Jesus. Some of them will inspire us the way they serve and love the country. I was told by the past, past few days, I, I attended a workshop, some learning there. I realized that in these NGOs, Silver um, Society Organization in Malaysia, all fighting like Berset and all that, very few Christians would join, right? Because we are all singing for revival inside the church. It's time for us to be aware of what is outside, work with one another, and to really be a practical blessing. It is more blessed to give and than to receive. If you, when you look at, as I come to a close, when you look at the children of Israel, you know they always know they are God-chosen people and God spoke to them. God spoke to Israel that I bless you because I want you to be the blessing to the nations. Right? I bless you so that you can be a blessing to the nation. I establish the covenant with you so that Israel can be a blessing to the nations. Now, the, the problem with Israel was they did not understand. They saw that just as a privilege, not an opportunity to be a blessing. That's when they got disconnected from God's purpose. That's when they live without vision. Instead of being a blessing, they became cursed. They were not fulfilling what God was asking them to do. When the church has the same mindset, yeah, we are the children of God. Come on, let's praise Jesus. That's awesome. But if you don't understand that God bless you for you to be a blessing to the nations, that's when we become salt that is trampled on the ground. That is when we, that when we're supposed to be the change in education, in engineering, in business, in law, in different areas. We're supposed to be a blessing there, but we don't see that. We go and say, what can I get? We're not contributing to that pillar of the society. We're not contributing to our company, our school. We just can't wait to 
take and leave. That's when we become ineffective. And that's when we cannot fulfill the purpose of God in our life. And I believe with all our heart that this is what I need to learn as a person. And I pray that this is what we need to learn as a church. It's time for us to have a bigger worldview. It's time for us to make our world bigger than ourselves. At least start with, God, who can I touch this week? Who can I bless this week? God, who can I speak to this week? Who can I reach out? Who can I change? Who, what, what changes can I bring this week? Let's begin to think bigger. Then we have less Christian problem coming to church. Who is not talking to me? Who is not smiling to me? You don't have time for that. Because you are thinking, who can I smile to? Who can I bless? Who can I buy lunch to, for? Who can I ask to go out so that they will feel the love of God? Who can I share my Bible verses with? I believe that God, that's why Jesus says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 27, then Jesus said to His disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up the cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? What can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in His Father's glory with His angels, then He will reward each one according to what they have done. You see, salvation comes from what Jesus has done. But reward comes from what we have done. Sometimes it puts me to shame when I see the good works that people bring and have the ability to do it, but I did not. It brings me to shame. But the, Jesus says that whoever wants to save, you see, receiving is like, I want to save more. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever gives his life away, whoever loses his life, will find it. To find the right abundant life in Christ Jesus is to give it away. Perhaps, Jesus says that I am the good shepherd, I come to give you life, a life more abundantly. It is to teach us as His people to learn how to give and He will add and we'll give and He will keep adding to us. There is so much that's going through our life because of the willingness that we give. Let us change. To give is not about the amount. It's about the grip. How much are we willing to let go? For the seed to grow to a plant, we need to let go of the seeds. Don't eat up all your seeds. This year, let us learn to be a giving person from now on. Learn how to give. Learn how to spend time. Learn how to pay for bills. Learn how to do housework. Learn how to do assignment. Learn how to cover each other in your team project. A doctor that serves. We all know the incident. The student from IMU that gave that sexist comment. If we are not careful, the whole generation of doctors think like that. We are rich. We 
can do anything we want because we earn a lot. But I pray that there will be Christians who say, no, that is not what we do. We come into medical line, we come to serve because we believe in something. We believe that our life is bigger than ourselves. It's not the houses that I'm going to own. It's about the lives and the families that I'm going to build. There must be a change. Let's get the work and the word of the devil out of the house of God. That we will reject all this selfish thought that is in us, that is in me. Then that's when we become truly blessed.